Welcome back to That's Just What I Think. Okay, what I think. No, what I think. Alright. <laughs> I'm Caitlin. I'm Bria. Uh, and we're excited to have you back for this little journey we're going on. Yeah. Can I say, like, we're filming this intro after, just a heads up, I think this is the hottest of hot takes we've ever had. You just said it. Well, I don't know if I can. Okay, I think um, our best hot takes are in this one. I wouldn't call them even hot takes, even though I said it a few times. But uh, some conspiracy theories that we may or may not believe in. Karen, this one's for you, baby. It is for Karen. She definitely wanted a conspiracy theory. Hopefully this uh, makes y'all like us. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Thank you. I mean, watch. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Please watch. Please stay. Don't go. Don't go yet. We still have like two hours. <laughs> we still have like an hour and a half. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> Come back and see us. They are here to see us. <laughs> we are going to go eat now. Uh, uh, but enjoy, enjoy the rest of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, BTS whatever. I've heard of them before. Whiskey, whiskey, wicked, wicked, this is an emergency. We're in the red, that's not good. <laughs> Their music is good. Their concepts are good. Their dancing is good. Awesome now! We're done. Um, <laughs> this is what you get. You and I... Uh, what was that from? Uh, I feel my rhythm. It's joy. She's mm. not my bias wrecker. I just think she's amazing. She's your fucking bias wrecker. That's, she's the only one you talk about and point out. I pointed out Wendy more today than you did. I don't, she's perfect, dude. I expect perfection from her. <laughs> Rude? <laughs> the thing is, everything she does is perfect. Even if it's a mess up, I'm like, wow, only Wendy can mess up that well and still make it seem effortless. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Um, yeah. Mm. Like, it's one of those things, like, I know where home is, so I don't ever have to talk about my favorites. Mm. So if you talk about somebody a lot, they're not your bias or your bias record. Usually they're close to being a bias record or they're wrecking me at the moment. Stupid. I'm tired of you. I'm just talking about me personally. Because you know Han's my bias. Do I? Yeah, I don't talk about him all that much though. But you do at least mention him when he comes on. He, you, you do talk about him more than you talk about Wendy. I want to tell you this. Well, Wendy's a wrecker anyways. Like, if you I talk about to... Lino. You talk about I.N. more than you talk about Wendy. And well, that's because I'm, I'm super into Stray Kids at the moment. But Red Velvet just had a comeback that you're obsessed with. I would have... I don't, I don't care about all the other conversations we had. Today, when we were reacting... Two things. I was pertain. talking about Joy. You were only talking about Joy. Because she's wrecking me at the moment. Mm, okay. <laughs> but I'm just also saying that throughout this entire time that I've been into K-pop and we've been talking about Red Velvet, you always, always, always bring up Joy. She's the only one you talk about. You'll bring up Yeri occasionally, but I know she's your bias, so you don't have to talk about her. But it's Yuri and Joy. They're the only ones you talk about. You're always like, look at Joy. Look at Joy. Joy in this moment. Joy in that dress. Joy in this outfit. Look at Joy's legs. Look at Joy's waist. Look at her. Whenever she Listen sings, I her. smile. <laughs> <laughs> like, her voice, she just sounds so happy. 
She's not my favorite anything in Red Velvet, right? I just, she I always just takes my attention. She's your bias. I love right? her. <laughs> I She's not it. my favorite anything, so not your bias. She just always pulls my attention. A wrecker. Whatever. I'm sorry you had to find out like this. I don't like you, and I don't agree. <laughs> Are you mad at me? I'm always mad at I'm you. I'm only pointing out facts. No, you're pointing out what you think you notice. I'm pointing out the reality that I live in, which is you never talk to me about anybody other than Joy. You might mention Yuri. Now, I don't know. You might talk to Andoni about Wendy all day I long. I talk to my sister about Wendy a lot. Mm. Yeah. Like, a lot, a lot. Okay. Um, I talk about Solgi a lot, too, to my sister. Um, Why don't you talk about Solgi to me? Because you're talking about her. I don't, there's nothing more I can really add. Yeah, there is. You have different <laughs> insights and perspectives. I you guess. just don't like me to have fun in our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot taking. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. I talk about Sogi and Wendy a lot. Um, Yuri is my bias. Can you talk about Sogi and Wendy to me, please? Yeah, I can. But, like, usually when we're talking, when I talk about Red Velvet, they're actively in front of me doing something, and I'm like, Look at Joy. <laughs> You're distracted by Joy, okay. Like, she comes on the screen and she smiles, her eyes close, and record. she's beautiful. A record. But then the second she moves away, I usually am looking at a different memory. Yeah. Whoever's at the center. OT4 is your record. Actually, um, my eyes always gravitate to Yuri. Well, yeah, she's your bias. Yeah. My eyes always gravitate to Unless her. Joy's in the middle. Almost immediately. Um, even when Joy is in the middle, um, I look at her for a second, and then my eyes look for Yuri. So Joy's your bias marker. No. I feel like you can have more than one. Have you noticed that it's hard for me to pick favorites in every group I talk about? I'm aware. Um, and I know it's harder in Red Velvet because there's only five. Yeah. Um... Like, don't ask me who my bias in Blackpink is. There's four there's four of them. They're all my bias. <laughs> Without one of them, they wouldn't be a group. Like, <laughs> you take one out, they can't dance. There was one point sing. you asked me, you said, who's your bias record in Red and I said, oh, OT4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you literally wrote it down. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I wrote that down. You said I couldn't choose. You even chose a record and got seven. That was hard, dude. It was, but you did. Like you couldn't with Red Velvet. Yeah. So I understand. Like I'm I'm teasing you a little bit here. But I also think it's funny that you do talk about Joy the most, even more than your bias. You just like her. I like her. It's okay. Have you seen her smile? It's like I'm thinking about it. <laughs> her smile specifically in Feel My Rhythm in that part where she's in the center controlling everybody's movements. She's smiling so big and her eyes are squinty. She's so cute. Yeah. Um, what was it at the end of Psycho? Or whatever she says in Psycho. Don't look back. That. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I just grin. I can tell she's smiling when she's singing it. That's true. She does sound like that. Yeah. You can hear her smile. That's always nice. I love it. I think, you know what? That's probably why I like I and Shrake it so much. I hear a smile. Yeah. You do hear people's smiles. You, you know, do you just like smiles? You know, you did. We talked about this on our on a previous episode. You said something about the human smile. It's, it was on our first episode. 
You talked about the human smile and how it's one of the best things. I'm obsessed with smiling. I'm obsessed with being happy. It's a feeling that I constantly crave, but I never feel. Depression. And so I, oh. <laughs> and so I feel like when I when other people are smiling, it's 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 I can I try to feel what they're feeling as they're smiling and happy. Yeah. Um, as long as they're smiling for a good. It's because reason. you're so empathetic. Yeah, I feel like when other day. people are smiling, you feel happiness. Yes. So people are like a drug to you. Yes, I crave constant affection of being around human beings. Mm. Only when we're having fun. Um, I hate being around negative people. I'm very positive. My therapist told me. She, um, it was like our second meeting. She goes, you were the most positive person I've ever had to prescribe antidepressants to. Which is funny because um, we've talked about it before. Because I was describing our... Um, how we're similar and how we're different and I said that you were an optimist and I'm a pessimist and you completely disagreed with me <laughs> well I, I I think that I'm a positive person but it's more of I try to be a positive person yeah. it's not that I am it's that I'm trying to be mm. I want to be positive that's fair um, I, but I do usually see the bright side of things, but I force myself to see the bright side of things because my first initial gut reaction is to think about what's going to go wrong. And so after I think about what is going to go wrong, I say, but maybe not. <laughs> usually that helps. Mm. It helps me. Um, it alleviates all that anxiety that I know is going to happen. Right. So you like go through it and then you're like, <laughs> I, plan, all right, I plan for the worst and then I hope that it doesn't happen. Right. That's fair. Yeah. That's probably the best way to approach things. But yeah, I, most, some of my favorite um, idols are smiley idols. Han. Well, Actually, he's smirky. What, what did it for me with him was... Uh, That's why you like Jisoo. He looks so good on stage, yeah. right? He is fantastic. Not to mention how fucking talented he is. Um, whenever he's on stage, my eyes, I cannot look away from him. That's why you like Jisoo. She's also very smiley. She is very smiley. And she's a wrecker. But Wendy is also super smiley. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen somebody smile like I am. Oh, Young Jay's laugh from God 7. His laugh. Every time I hear it, it I feel lighter. <laughs> He's the, the closest thing I would get to a bias in God 7 is him. Because I can't choose one. Mm. His his laugh, his That's smile, is like fantastic. Her face. It, like, yeah. She's always smiling. She's always smiling, and I love it. I can't look away from her when she's smiling. She's, yeah, infectious. Mm -hmm. Which is ironic, because, um, nah. I could be wrong. Because what? No. If you're wrong, I'll cut it out. I'm thinking of in EXO. I don't think I see Dio smile all that often. And he's definitely my bias. But his voice is like butter and honey. Honey butter. Into you, my ears. See, that's the thing. Your, it slips into my soul. Your biases and your bias records, those are the two things. They're either really happy, smiley people, very joyful, or vocals like honey. Uh, you described, who was it, when we were talking about uh, the contestants for Queendom 2, and we brought up Quillen, you said her vocals are like, you, you said, you know when you eat honey and it just 
drips down the back of your throat. It, like, slides. <laughs> yeah. So that's what her voice does to my ears. Yeah, dude. I, mm, sounds good. I like bright voices, but bright voices that are full. Mm. If that makes sense. It's like, no, like rounded voices. I don't like them to be too sharp in my ears. I can't explain it well. There's a sound that I like, and sometimes it's not the main vocalist that has that. It's mm-hmm. the lead. Sometimes it is the main, sometimes it's the lead. Right. But like, I, I would I would say that you like Geo's vocals more than you like Nyan's. Yeah. No, actually, um, my favorite person to listen to singing twice is Jungin. Well, yes, I wasn't going to bring her up. I know, but she's my favorite person to listen to. So. I know. I was just talking main versus lead. Mm, yeah. Gio's voice is fantastic. And, like, with like, who's your favorite vocalist in Itzy? That's something we haven't talked about. We've never talked about it. Actually, we've never talked about we've it. We've never talked about it. Um, I think that Leah does her job very, very well. Mm-hmm. She's. I can listen to her sing all day, but she's always smiling. <laughs> so when she's she sings, always I smiling. can tell that she's. <laughs> she's. I love Leah. So, so she's so the much. best of both worlds for you. That's funny because she's not your bias. She's not. Itzy. Um, Chang's voice is actually really good. I. I wish I got to hear her more. Gosh, her vocals in Voltage. Yeah. Just wreck me. I like um, Charing's voice in Gas Me Up. Mm. I think she sounds really good. I don't have a favorite vocalist in Itzy. It would have to, I would say Leah because I hear her sing all the time. I, 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 um... Her voice has depth. Like, she can sing in any way that she wants. It's like she switches it up sometimes. Yeah. I only have, like, a least favorite vocalist in Itzy. Mm-hmm. Uh... But it's just because of how it sounds to my ears. I understand, because it sounds the same to me. Yeah. I I know exactly who and what you're talking about. Yeah. No hate. Uh, I love Itzy so much. I was actually going to tell you, you know how Red Velvet's like your old group, right? Yeah. Um, I'm too new to like have an old group, but at this point, it's going to end up being one of these first groups that I've latched onto. Unless something happens in the next few months that just completely blows me away. Itzy is my favorite fourth-gen girl group. They're so good. It's consistent, too. Like, every... mm, I've liked, for the most part, everything they've come out with. I've liked the albums and everything. But, uh, yeah, Itzy's probably... I would say that Itzy's my favorite, as of right now. That could always change. But as of right now, Itzy's my favorite group. Like, their content is funny. Their songs are always good. They give me amazing dance practices. Mm. I really like it a lot. The girls are so fucking funny. Yeah, like, you know how you said OT4 for Red Velvet? Like, and I said it is really hard to choose um, biases and stuff when a group is that small. I know I brought up Blackpink, but I was specifically thinking about Itzy because every single girl in that group bias wrecked me. No, I get it. Like, to the point where I've had two biases in the group already, and it's almost like, um, depends on the era, depends on, like, because, um, it's just ridiculous. I, it's like I have a different bias on stage versus off stage, because I don't like, uh, behind the scenes rage in as much. She's a whiny baby. Which is fine, like, it's I love her. Girl. It's cute, uh, but... It's almost like I like a Yeji off stage um, more than Raijin, and then Raijin on stage just 
more than anybody. I get that. I don't know. It just, uh, I, I'm not going to call it to my old group, right? I, I think I have a while to go before I can. But they're the closest thing in my mind right now. Um, with Red Velvet, I can't remember exactly what moment it was. It was probably... I didn't have a clear bias. I didn't have a favorite. I liked all the girls. I liked them all pretty much equally for different things, right? Um, I was listening to Bad Boy. Um, every day was the first song that I would play when I woke up. <laughs> Good choice. Every single day. So it had to have been 2018-ish. Um, yeah. Or 19. I don't know the years. You know that. But I remember I was listening to Bad Boy every day. And I had already liked all the girls off stage. I had decided that Yuri cracks me the fuck up. Um, and then her and that lower register. And I said, well, now I need to hear more of Yuri singing. And I just went through a day where I watched nothing but Yuri content. And I said, well, can I do this with all the girls without getting bored? The answer was no. Mm. There are some that I could do more of, some that I could do less of. And I just latched onto Yuri very, very heavy and hard. Well, that's good. She's it's... already, like, one of the ones that I paid attention to the most, so it's just bound to happen. Right. Um, other groups, it's like, there's a very, very, very clear moment where I saw it, I liked it, it never left my head. And that is my bias. Mm. I guess that was the same moment. It's the same moment. I just, it made me go search out to be sure. I had to, like, confirm, confirm well, my feelings. What I've, known is, what I've noticed is that I find my biases differently depending on the group. Well, it's not because of the group, but it's just... Oh, it's different for me if it's a boy group or a girl group. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I just, in general, like, even within girl groups, like, my bias in Twice is different. Like, my reasons for Nyan being my bias are different from, than my reasons for Raijin being my bias and are different from my reasons for Solgi being my bias. It's it's not like a consistent thing. Mm. Like, I want to marry Nyan. I don't want to marry Raijin. Different. Uh, it's... I, I couldn't I couldn't describe it to you, and I think that's one of the fun things about K-pop is that there's a whole bunch of different aspects to everything. You don't have to be the same or consistent. Apparently with every not, group. because you literally find consistencies in everything I do. It's not my fault you have patterns, <laughs> but the I mean I feel like the pattern should be comforting to you that you're very consistent and you and you like. I didn't notice it though. I know. I like to think of myself as a. Spontaneous? Uh, I know I'm not spontaneous, but I like to think that I don't overthink everything that I do. And the You don't. I think it just... It feels calculated, though. It's not. The way that you say it. No, what it is is, because I'm, sh I'm revealing new information to you. You didn't learn that Gian was an SM trainee, and then you go, well, she must have really good vocals, so I'm going to, she's going to be my bias. No, you saw her. She was smiley and cute, and you said, that's the one. I love her. Yeah, and then she just so happens to also be a former SM trainee. Well, the, the way they train their trainees has to translate into a consistent factor. I mean, they're not going to be the same, but there's going to be something in every, something that everybody takes from SM that links them. I, I don't know how to describe it, but... I get what you're saying. I don't think it's the same for everybody. I think maybe what 
Jihan has that whatever she took from SM, I think it might be different than another trainee that was a former SM trainee, what they took from the company and their what they experienced there, their lessons that they learned there, probably completely different. And you wouldn't like them for the same reasons, but you like them because they have that feel that is your home. You keep talking about like, well, what do I go home to? What do I go back to? And I mean, it's SM. You like the feel of everything that they make. I mean, I know your favorite boy groups have been from JYP, but... Um... Okay, my favorite boy groups in terms of whose content I'm going to binge, right? Music-wise, like music that I just sit and oh, vibe to. Oh, you're right. EXO. <laughs> yeah. Super Junior. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. You just like, you know, and that's what it is. It's the... Um, it's the content kings and queens that JYP just... Jesus Christ, dude. Not that nobody else gives me great, great content. I think there's just a vibe that they carry that's a little bit different, which makes sense because every company has their own vibe. As much, Even if they don't think that they do or want to, they probably know that they do. Well, that's obviously something that JYP Entertainment mm -hmm. prioritizes. I was a very casual boy group stand. Like, I didn't think much of them. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that, dude, let me, EXO is fantastic. It's one of the first boy groups that I was like, oh, wow, I might be a fan, right? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put myself in, like, their fandom or anything because yeah. I don't like to claim that, as you know. But GOT7 was, like, the first boy group that I said, holy shit, I like these boys as people people right. they're not just singers right you know i i rouse you every time that you talk about being a mainly girl group stand and i go well you all you talk about is boy groups but i will say that when in your uh pre-got seven days when you were listening to boy groups you're not an exile you're not whatever the super junior stands <laughs> name is super junior. Oh, yeah. Um, you've never talked to me about them like you do talk to me about GOT7 and Stray Kids. And so there was an obvious shift. And so that leads me to believe that pre-GOT7, you were, like, just chilling with the girl groups. And then every once in a while, you'd be like, oh, this song is cool. Which is crazy, because it's, like, whole discographies that I like of them. I just didn't care about who was behind it. Yeah, it was like, I love this music. I have favorites. I like music videos. I'll watch a variety show every now and then. They're funny. But I wasn't like, I didn't feel like connected. Right. I have groups like that. Um, like Everglow. I, I think, understand. I think they do a lot of things that are fantastic. Am I ever going to like do a deep dive into like every, I, I'm never going to know what their favorite foods are or whatever the heck. I binge content. And right. There's some groups that I won't, some groups that I will. Like, as we are right now, like, where I am in life, I absolutely adore a tease. Yeah. I don't binge a tease's content, though. That's fair. I do need to encourage you. Stray Kids really derailed you. You need to go back to Dreamcatcher. Oh, I already slowly have. It's just that you just don't talk kids, to me about Stray it. Kids is in the middle of a comeback right now, and there's so much to watch and do. Like, that's fair, that's fair. I'll give it to you, but Dreamcatcher did come out with their teaser, or their, um, their concept calendar, their, uh, comeback you know how calendar. how hard it is to stop GOT7 from America when you don't know what's happening? They're <laughs> disbanded. They're not disbanded. They're <laughs> out JYP. Shut up. Ow. <laughs> um.
that. I'm sorry, that was mean of Really me. heartless, dude. Yeah, it was. <laughs> now I'm sad. <laughs> How do you say sorry in Korean? I don't know. Look, we promised Karen conspiracy theories. We have to... We haven't done it yet. No, we haven't. But, like, the only thing I ever think about is basement babies. It's... Like, there's no way. Like, let me not say no way. Allegedly. <laughs> the, a lot of these idols are um, very... I understand that they go through a training system, right? right. So they're going to have similarities. Somebody's going to... They're molded very similarly in, in the same ways. So they're going to grow the same ways. But the fact that some of these idols look exactly alike and have the same mannerisms and this and that and that and this and this and then, it's for SpongeBob. They can watch it so you can read Nothing. Yeji and Hunjin are the same person. <laughs> are they really? I don't know. So you would know more than me because I, I pay attention to Yeji, but like uh, people say they look alike and I see a similarity, but I wouldn't call them twins. No, I wouldn't call them twins. They just are very, they look a lot alike. Um, they're school photos and childhood photos put side by side. They're yeah. the same person. They yeah. look a lot alike. Both dancers, both rap and vocals. All rounders. Yeah. What I've been noticing is the increase in all rounders and surely, I mean, I guess if you put a baby into boot camp, you can make them good at whatever you want them to be good at. Mm hmm because with enough practice, anybody can acquire a skill. Mm -hmm. um, especially when it seems like so many people are in this industry, but it's, you it's a fraction of the population. Um, I always think about it as, if I want to be chosen for something or put into something, I need to be good at a bunch of things. I don't think that you should put all your eggs in one basket. You need to be good at a bunch of things. That is why I've lived my life being average at so many things because I can easily get good at right. whatever I need to I as just long as I have a base. And I think that all of these all-rounders, they go in with a good base of knowing everything so that any moment, if they want to be a main vocal, but like they're like, oh, we're looking for a rapper. That girl sings way better than me. She's probably going to be the main vocal if they debut a group. Let me Let rap. me swerve into rapping. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think it's crazy. These talent scouts must know what they're doing. How could... Some people, sometimes they just walk up to random teenagers on the street like, you're cute. That's what they did to Raijin. Pretty much. How did they know that she was going to be so fantastic? Like, her stage presence is unmatched. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh, everybody at SM is like a carbon copy of each other. <laughs> well, okay. I, I disagree say, with that. I disagree with that. I don't think that's true. Well, I was going to say, so we start the conspiracy of Basement Babies with JYP, right? Mm -hmm. um, because of a lot of the similar, similar, similarities. Uh, Hong Yeji, Hong Hunjin, they look the same. The same surname, and yet... <clears throat> Wasn't it we were looking at something and a lot of them were the same sign or born on the same day and they were leaders? Or did yeah. I make that up? No, no, no. They they were born on the same... Within the, in the same, same sign. Zodiac sign. sign. Was yeah. it Aries? I don't I remember. remember. It wasn't Aries because I think Raijin's... I don't know. Let me not speak on things that I'm not sure of. But, but it was weird what we saw. It was, but Just I mean, take our word for it. We saw it. I mean, no biggest number one, uh, Park Jin Young Jr. Hello, and got seven. Dude. That's just a coincidence. You expect me to believe that's just a coincidence? Yeah. 
I think, um, he eventually was just like, please don't call me that. Yeah, well, I'm aware. Nobody would want to be related to that guy. But I'm just saying, we talk about JYP a lot. I think we ignore the fact that SM's a factory. Oh, 100%. They are literally just pushing out carbon copies. Like what you said, that's what triggered this whole thing for me, is I've had this thought in the back of my mind for forever. Like, Have you seen them put I like some of the female idols side by side? Lesson. Like, obviously, they look for a type, but I do think that there's, Tayon like... looks like everybody. <laughs> look, there's an SM special, dude. Like, they, you go to the plastic surgery office, and you're like, can I get that SM uh, 22? They, <laughs> they probably have their own team of plastic surgeons mm-hmm. that, like, know also, what they want their Also, why do they act like plastic like? surgery is, like, such a bad thing? I just think You it, should be allowed to look like what you want to look like. Well, I think it's so... There's a limit, though. It's so taboo here in America for two reasons. One, we've got the the Christian nation thing that, uh, well, if God wanted you to look like that, he would have made you look like that. Okay. But there's the flip side where people get shamed for doing things that are reserved for rich people. We have such a classist society here that... um, Plastic surgery was for the rich. I grew up in, insert this city here, and literally every woman you see at PTA meetings in the suburb, they all have but fucking Botox. Like, I go to Botox at any place down the fucking street. Bria, mm. go ahead, finish your thought. And I wasn't rich. I wasn't in necessarily a rich city. Well, depending on who you ask who lives in that city. Um... Around me, everybody had plastic surgery. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's mom had plastic surgery. Everyone's mom would do Botox. I knew girls getting lip fillers in, like, 14, 15 years old. It's so It was always so normal for me. Plus, on the flip side, I was watching these <laughs> YouTube videos of K-pop idols or, like, looking at articles with Google's shitty translate trying to see who got plastic surgery. <laughs> um... And I'm like, plastic surgery is not that big of a deal. I've been seeing uh, fake titties in silicone my entire life. Right. But I did grow up, grow up in the suburbs. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is, uh, so people are way more exposed to it. I grew up thinking that it didn't happen all that often. It's all the time. I've like made you realize that lip fillers are very normal. I was specifically going to reference that conversation. Like I was so like oblivious to the fact. I know 10 girls personally who get lip fillers. Had no idea that it was that common and that like accessible. No, it's super accessible. Um, I had a doctor signing on my migraines recommended Botox. Like you could literally get Botox anywhere in insert the city here that I grew up in. Like uh, I had a I don't I saw a Groupon for some Botox. <laughs> I went and got a massage. <laughs> and I was talking, I was getting a massage, and they were asking me about my stress and stuff. And I was like, I don't know if my stress is from, if I'm so tense that that's what's causing my migraines or how I sleep. Like, I clench my teeth and when I wake mm-hmm. up, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, just a few injections of Botox right there on your forehead, and you're, it'll all go away just around here, here, and here. And I was like, I should do it. But I was like, at the same time, I don't need Botox. Like, I don't need my face to feel any firmer or different. But I know that people use Botox for their headaches. Right. I don't think the women who go inside of where I was use Botox for their headaches. Yeah. I think that all their faces just look like this. I think a lot of the plastic surgery that idols get 
because they're already very pretty, right, when they're picked out. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is just so that they can be as barefaced as possible at all times and still look put together. Like, especially for the girls. Like, because mm. I don't... Keep going. Uh, I mean, I just, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know anything about plastic surgery, really. Maybe, I mean, are we... He got his uh, nose implant taken out. Mm-hmm. And people were making a big deal of it. I didn't really care. I was like, well, it was an implant. Now it's not. Yeah. I'm just, like, are we saying that, do you think idols get plastic surgery to look like other idols? Um, I was watching, ugh, I hate to say this. I was watching this, um, I'll show it to you, actually. It was a Stray Kids thing, but it was somebody talking about JYP. I sent it to you. Go ahead and watch it. I did. You did? So you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, about looking like JYP. Mm. Well, the conversation <laughs> yeah. starts with JYP wanted him to get plastic surgery. Right. Because he didn't think he was that attractive. Right. Which, <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is he to talk? Right. <laughs> Honestly. But it's little things like that. Like, he, the fact that he said, JYP isn't good looking, why should I get surgery? Yep. He's a handsome man. It's insane to me. Um, everybody thinks you have to look like a certain thing, or my life will be easier if I look like this. Maybe I'll be more noticeable. People in plastic surgery, they want to look like something, um, or what they think beauty is, or what they think would make them look better. Um, also, it could just be for themselves, what they want to look like, to feel better about themselves, what will make them more confident. Right. Well, you know? And that's got to lend a hand to, like, stage presence and whatever too like when you don't have to worry about that thing that you are always worried about it probably opens up some things yeah but yeah sm has a good definition of visual and beauty for sure uh i can't argue it dude they're all very like i don't think i've seen an ugly person at sm but they are carbon copying basement babies they're all basement babies. have to be it's ridiculous like test tubes like I think that they're putting them with fake families. I think that they're growing these people. So let's talk about conspiracies. They're growing these 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 things in an outside womb, an incubator, and they're like, "This is your fam. Take care of this kid." Listen, people were so upset with Girls Planet putting Kim Dion's mom on there and like saying, "I told you that she was a baby plant." I said it. Didn't I tell you? It's like she's a baby plant. They had to put our parents on there so that we would believe that she's a real human person and not a clone that's been gestated for the industry. Mm -hmm. But she obviously has been. I mean, she choreographed that routine for those girls. Like, who else in that entire competition was that talented? In In dance, at least. Look, in my incorrect opinion, I think that it was weird that... So they said, okay, we're not going to put her in the top nine because she's so talented. She'll get Let's there anyways. see how talented she actually... It was a setup from the beginning. Anyway, set up They literally the said she'll get there anyways, so we're not going to start her off up there. No, but the issue was the reason she got back up there was because of the editing. They realized it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. We didn't see her, so I'm not going to fucking vote for her. Mm-hmm. Literally, I never noticed her. From the moment she didn't get placed in the top nine and they made a big deal out of it by shoving the camera in her face to show us that <laughs> she, she thought so she was going to be yeah. there, um, <laughs> didn't think about her again. She, she she performed that original demo stage with Shion, right? Or Cargo Pants. Yeah, whatever her original name was. She's Shion now and Billy. Yeah. She performed that original demo stage with Shion 
uh, and she got picked and Diane didn't and I immediately had a weird feeling about it. Because, not that Shion's not as talented, she definitely had an energy up on that stage. They put her in a different color, of cargo pants. She She's stood out. She pants and everybody else is in the gray. Purple and black. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It was, um... It was a setup. The fact that I remember that so well, I didn't remember who Diane was. Yeah, no. I didn't know who she was. After they said that, the episodes were so long that by the time they showed me her again, I was like, who, who is she? Yeah. Like, she came out of nowhere, and they realized it wasn't working. You mean to tell me... What is it, CJNN? You mean to tell me that you had an entire... An entire... Like... Her set up where it was her mother's house. What do you expect her to get in the bus to? Like I don't I know. know she which didn't bus even get was. to go to her mom's. No, house. she was picking chili peppers, wasn't it? Yeah, or sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. I don't fucking know. Whatever it was, it was something ridiculous. And then they had those girls that went to her mom's house call her from her mom's. House. It was weird. It was, it was all weird. The weirdest thing that I've ever witnessed. Granted, I haven't watched that many survival shows, but it was weird. I was just like, you know. But once she debuted with the group, then dyeing her hair blonde, really good choice. No, I'm not going to argue that she's not talented or doesn't deserve to be somewhere, because who am I to say if somebody deserves something? <laughs> but. <laughs> who are we to say? Who are, like, honestly, who are we to say? Obviously, we're going to have our opinions and think things. But we it's voted not our for place. other people. I voted for other people. Like, I don't think I ever once voted for Diane in the entire time. I did, but I just really liked her. I liked her too, but I liked other people more. Yeah, that's um, fair. I had nothing against her. I thought she was really good. I, I, I guess I'm like the judges. If she's going to make it to the top nine, it's because she worked for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to put her there. But I don't know. It was just weird. It was a setup. So my theory is she's a test tube baby. Mm-hmm. Um, they had only, to slip her in. She's a test tube baby, and they had to slip her in. I had a, um, a side thought. Oh? Um, along with this. Okay. Is it going to move on from this topic? Because... It's kind of the same. Let me tell you. I googled a list of uh, K-pop idols who could be identical twins. And you know how you said everybody looks like Moonville? She's on this list twice. Of course she is. Listen <laughs> to this, though, really, really quick. So, the fact that her and Homie from One Us are in the same company, though, that... Mm. Anyways, uh, basement CGNN. babies. Obviously, Diane is a uh, a basement baby. She's a test tube baby, mm-hmm. and she was given to that family because. Um, also, hang on, I have a question. Is she not? She's not from a company. She was in a company that Loki they own. Who? She, uh, she. Mnet owns. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, CJNN. yeah, something like that. She was something there. I could do a quick Google search to be sure, but I'm not going to do it. Wait, so are we saying that it's not now the individual music companies that are breeding Basement Babies, but now, like, networks? Mm-hmm. Networks and production distribution companies? Like, if Fox Entertainment wanted to start breeding, oh, well, I don't know, not even. Like, if CNN or uh, ABC wanted to start breeding actors or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't know. She was a jellyfish, I thought, and was acquired by CJ, you know. Mm. So it was weird to me. Like, <laughs> Interesting. Look, I'm not going to say nothing about the amount of camera time she got as while they were picking peppers. <laughs> what was this? Sweet potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was weird that that whole episode.
episode. What team was that? Was that Snake? She couldn't have been picking. Was she? Yeah, because she okay, was Snake. Snake. Because I only Out of remember- all the people that were in Snake who were like bad bitches in your face demanding attention, the camera was on her a lot. That's true. I disagreed. I will say from that uh, picking peppers, as you like to say. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. Picking potatoes from that uh, bad excursion that they did, which first of all, why are you making some girls work and then the other girls got chiropractic adjustments and a nice steak dinner? Like, <laughs> And the other ones got the worst thing. We got to talk to someone's mom. I was so fucking mad. <laughs> they also got dinner. Whatever. But at, at her mom's restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Diets had this food and they, I think they told us the name of it. They did. They definitely was plucking that because <laughs> she's a baby plant. They put her in that family. And they the family, said, if you raise her to be an idol, we will plug your restaurant so you'll be successful for the rest you of You gotta life. wait 18 years. <laughs> uh, also, Patience is a virtue. the fact that um, she was on Produce 48, she was on Girls Planet, now she's going to be on Queendom. That's three things she's been on on Mnet. Did you see her reaction when you I did, did when Eugene announced to everybody that they would be on Queendom? Diane all, was the only one that was like not happy about it. She was almost like perturbed. Is the yeah, correct word? Yeah, she literally turned and rolled her eyes. And maybe we're reading it wrong, but to me, it seems like the baby plant doesn't want to be planted anymore. <laughs> um, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, but real talk, I really think that uh, she's probably anticipating backlash because she knows that for a group that was formed on an Mnet survival show to go on another Mnet survival show right after they debut, that seems, they, she knows that they're going to get some backlash. I think Dion has her finger on the pulse of what netizens are saying, probably more than anybody in that group. <laughs> um, Name me one more person that would like know exactly what backlash they're going to get. Bye, yeah. I think she tries to ignore it, though. I don't she think does. she's I actively think she, searching it out. Yeah, she needs to stay positive. Yeah. <laughs> Poor child. That's why her and Hikaru are hanging out. Hikaru don't know Korean. <laughs> <laughs> she can't tell her any bad news. She's just like, <laughs> the sky is blue today, huh? The weather is good. I am cold. <laughs> Where's the bathroom? Hello. <laughs> I'm hearing it say But I don't know. I think that she's a baby plant. Um, also, I'd like to say that, okay, Jenny's mom is the entertainment director. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to come to this because Jenny is an all-rounder. Jenny's an all-rounder who, what, what, were her, what was her position when Blackpink debuted? Give me just a few minutes to explain this to you. I have my own thoughts about Jenny, so let's go. First of all, her mom left her in New Zealand. Left her. Because she was a... Um, it's not her child. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a dangerous said, thing to say. She said, well, she, if you've noticed, her mom is always in the background of whatever Jenny's doing. Mm -hmm. I saw a video about it, and I was like... Oh, that same video that I think we've all seen yet? Supportive, She's right? supportive, but she acts like, this isn't my child. It's her handler. Yeah. Um, she but, has to stand in the background because it looks weird. If... Well, yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying that it's bad that she's standing in the background, but she is very supportive for somebody that would leave their child in New Zealand. It was obviously 
like Jenny. I wouldn't say she left her. Don't say it like that. It well, was school. No. It was well, right? But they went on vacation. Her mom was like, "Do you like it here?" Yeah, we can't relate to it. Rich kids go to school in other places all the time. You're right. You're right. We're poor. <laughs> <laughs> Rich people don't live the same lives as us. You're right. Sorry, we can't. Um, we can't. Look at Zoe 101. I've never seen it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm uncultured. Stop swat. it. Zoe 101. If I bought every season, would you sit and watch it with me? No. Fucking suck. Do you want to? Zoe 101 is one of the best shows that Dan Schneider came out with. If you love it, wait, Dan Schneider? Yeah, he did. Uh, what a girl wants. That was first, and then it was Drake and Josh, Zoe One Hundred and One, iCarly, Victorious, and after that he did some other shitty shows. If Zoe One Hundred and One was better than all the shows that you just mentioned, yes, I will watch. Zoe One Hundred and One is fantastic. I'll There's no um, live audience. It it goes. It's like um, they're at a boarding school. And when I was a kid, I was like, I would love to live this life. I'll watch it with you. It, the show starts. She goes to a boarding school. It was an all boys school, and it's the first year they're letting girls in. Ooh, right. That's good. Don't get attached to Nicole like I did because then you're going to accidentally find out about the bullying she went through. Britney Spears cussed the poor girl out because uh, <laughs> J.B. Lynn had an issue with her. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. This only one is a fantastic show. But like things like that, like those are just rich kids. Who just goes to boarding school? That's fair. Okay. Well, I, th I think it was smart to teach your basement baby English, right? <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. That that was my only reason. She, but her mom was like, "We're planting children everywhere. I want my daughter to have the best chance. I know she wants to be an idol. I need to separate her from me now, so that it isn't said that she's good at everything because I'm oh, in the position dang. I'm in." Holy crap! Mm, yep. Look at you coming. In. Okay, but back to like Jenny's position when they were debuting. She was only the rapper. That's what I'm saying. But she's the best at everything. Rose and Jisoo were the vocalists. Mm -hmm. Rose and Lisa were the dancers. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first got into Blackpink, I was like, okay, I can see why Rose's the lead dancer. I never saw it. Well, but not anymore. Yeah. Jenny, it's weird because it's like they didn't they didn't even know how talented she was. It's like as they were going through promotions. She was a sleeper agent, bro. Exactly. She was good enough. She was good enough. She was good enough to debut, right? It and was then, her 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 um her <laughs> activation words were black peak in your area, area. <laughs> and something along with it <laughs> or a uh, kiss and make up like every single like uh um collaboration they did with the western artists like unlocked another ability <laughs> I'm just saying because it was like she was getting injected at at different points with these skills like she started out as a rapper right okay and then they were like now you can dance. Now you can uh, sing, too. And then it was like, oh, wait, is she the visual? It was weird. <laughs> That's true. No, 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 no. It's so true. And they began pulling the other members back. I mean, she was the first one with a solo release. Why would you give your main rapper oh a God. solo release That's first? That's my fucking song, though. Why would you give your main rapper, who holds no other positions, a solo release first that's not rap heavy? Um, used to be a girl, yeah, used to be my girl. I argue that the whole second verse is a rap. But not a good rap. No, not great. But it's Jenny, so it feels great. I think it, what happened is it's her. 
She is what made it good. That solo wouldn't, that song probably couldn't have gone to any other girl in that group. That's fair, but what I'm saying is it's proof that she is the plan. Look, I'm not, I think that she is. I have been thinking it for about a year and a half, but I haven't had anybody to talk to it about because you didn't exist in my K-pop life yet. Sorry. You existed. I know. Just not in my K-pop life. It took me so long. Yeah, I just, I do think that <laughs> her mom got sick of planting children into families, so she pushed her child out of hers. And she's always been back there clapping and cheering her on like, yes, this is great. I wonder if she's not a test tube baby. I wonder if it's her actual child that she decided to treat like a basement baby to see if they couldn't have the same outcome outcome if not better yeah we're talking about this so seriously <laughs> that's the point yeah i think she was like what if you actually had an emotional connection with the child what if it was your actual child but you let's instead of breeding them in test tubes let's develop a serum a serum can that we can imagine Jenny being your child though like the pride that i would feel like oh my that's God. my child her mom doesn't have to work anymore and she still does. Well, she's yeah, but more basement baby. She's found a, a thing, something that works. I don't. Well, honestly, at this point, I think, like, they're moving away from test tube children because having to find families for them is ridiculous. They're now. This explains Rigen. They have developed a serum that they can inject that gives any normal old child the ability to be a K-pop star. Have you seen The Boys? I have. So I'm going to spoil some of the boys for you. Okay. Their superpowers aren't, they're not born with them. Right. They give them to them as like infants. Right. That's what they're doing. That is what they're doing. And this is why they can SMs put- SMs just happens to change your bone structure. <laughs> no, they have a team of plastic surgeons. <laughs> they have some special. I'm just saying, that's why they could pick Raijin out at a fan meeting and she could become what she is. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't see that at a fan meeting, and that's not something that you can make unless they, you have a serum that you. Who is that from. idol that was promised bread? Is that someone from Bread? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Like money or like bread? No, they only. Mm, here it is, NCT. Yep, I knew it. He was a little. Taeyong from NCT. He could have been kidnapped. Approached in high school, told them they were part of the big three. Thought they met NBC KBS and SBS, so he declined. A scouting agent came back, bought him toast, and he said, they're buying me good things. They must be good people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> Shady. Hang on. So the SM recruiters are... It, like men in black they kept following him and they eventually chased him for 30 minutes until he finally gave them his mom's number sm sm scout scouts are are men in black they approached him while he picked up trash how does sm do it they find random people they're not finding random people these are families that they've already put in place and they know that they're going to come pick up this kid later planted on planted basement babies they knew he would like toasts <laughs> They said, this kid likes toast and he's stupid. Perfect. Mm-hmm. They give him a file to brief him. Okay, back on these K-pop uh, artists that look alike. They look so alike that they could be twins. This is Han Gain and Dong Jun Zi. 
How do you have so many tabs out for Caitlin? Was it? It's literally just for this research that I'm doing. Wanwu Wan from Seventeen and Sogi. I'm sorry. Do they look alike? I have never put that two two together. Oh my god. <laughs> Jumin from EXO and Moonbyul? Because that's him. That's her. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like him. Moonbyul and Minhyuk from B2B? I can read it. They all look alike. They sure do. <laughs> I already knew that. <laughs> Tessa. They're, they're all t- they're basement babies. Yeah. Uh, Amber, Jonghyun, and Donghyun. All from SM. I think... They obviously have a look that they're going for there. So it's really hard to say that they're all basement babies, but... That's the same person. Yes. Their, their bone structures are the same. It's the SM special, or they're born in the basement. But they're from different parts of the world, is the thing. <laughs> Stop it, don't ruin this for me. I'll keep scrolling. Suga and CL. I don't want to think about and that. And Woozy. But for me, it's not just their looks, right? It's the amount of talent. Right. Or, um, or stamina. I know that that stuff can be like. It can be grown. I mean, look at Nyan. She's perfect. And she can't stop, won't stop. Every group has to have a bad singer. And when I listen to SM's boy groups or SM's girl groups, no one's a bad... Like, y'all can find one bad singer. Not one. Well, yeah, there's enough good singers in the world that you could gather a group of 12 of them and be fine. I, I think the reason why SM doesn't have bad singers is because they won't sacrifice on vocals for better, else. for other talents. Right? Yeah. Uh, they're like, you can learn how to dance or you can stand in the back, but you will sing. I'm just, back to what you're talking about, about like talent and stamina like and stage presence. Like, Think about the groups that just like have people that they don't ever falter. They don't ever show, like, a weak side. Like, even Gio, who is such a great performer and, like, perfect on stage, she still, like, has, like, a goofy side to her, like, behind the scenes on, like, vlogs and stuff mm-hmm. that Nyan doesn't have. I mean, she does, but it's so extreme, it's almost, like, forced, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could be going in a completely wrong direction with this, but I feel like in every group there has to be somebody that can keep it together for the entire group. Like, has Nyan never been sick a day in her life? We talked about this when um, Jungyun was on hiatus, and we talked about how there are people in groups that if they got sick, the whole group would just have to stop promoting. Or at least it wouldn't be, like, a great promotion. Another conspiracy. COVID has given the perfect cover of, oh, our top dog in the group is out for the count. We can now say that the rest of the group also has COVID and so can't promote. So that they don't promote without their prize, their shining star. Maybe. Because, I mean... I'm... Okay, speaking of COVID... The, a lot of these companies, a lot of the idols are getting COVID and they're saying, but they don't have symptoms. So everybody doesn't have symptoms. It's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that one BTS boy came out and said, no, I was actually sick. It, yeah. I, it was hurting. So it's like our companies are lying about that kind of stuff. Idols are real people. Right. Well, you know, some of them that aren't ba- basement and test two babies. The rest of them are real. I'm telling you, dude, they look alike. My God. Hunjin and Yechi, dude, 
ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Why have I seen that photo before? It's Subin and Minhyuk. Oh, because I've seen the photo before. Yeah, you have. Yuta and Jaejung? Literally, like, or these are just actual siblings. That's another thing. The amount of actual siblings that are in the industry, Crystal and Jessica Jung, Cheon and Cheyoung. Moon Suwa. And Moonbin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hyun and Kai and Faeya. Yep. This is insane because they're both so talented, right? Mm-hmm. That's another conspiracy. Let's find other fun other than Test Two babies. Hey, wait. I'm still going through these K-pop idols who look so alike that they could be related. Those two for sure. The SM special, bro. They look so much alike. Taeyeon and Irene. Yes, absolutely. They look so much alike to me. Moonbyo again. She just has a very familiar face. Dang, this one's new. This one's new. Jisoo and Younghoon. The fact that I don't see Jisoo and I just see him in a wig is ridiculous. (laughs) We're making this photo. Oh my god. Why they both have two letter names? D-O and (laughs) B-I? Doobie. (laughs) Doobie doobie. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. I've noticed their top lip. <laughs> and the bridge of their nose. <laughs> Sorry, it's Taemin and Kai. And they're from the same company. It's probably just plastic surgery, right? It's probably just the SM special, right? No, I think they, there's certain facial features they like too. Which, if that's my argument. This is the same person. That would. If my argument is that they just look for people who are that beautiful and that pretty, right? Let's say plastic surgery didn't exist. What type of brainwashing are they doing to make them all so talented? Somebody has to be bad. That's true. But think about all the people that don't, that are in SM who don't do anything. Or all the people who are at SM and are now in other groups (laughs) debuted. Yeah. You have to think about all the people that, like, don't, like, make it in the company. Like, your poor baby Jihan. Stan Weekly. Stan Weekly. I'm going to say it every episode. I mean... They deserve better. And Kepler. Hmm? Chan? She was a SM trainee. Was she? Was she she looks like one. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> was she? She looks like she could be an SM. Oh my gosh, she was. She was training with Espa. Holy crap. That just proves it. Because honestly, when I see Chan, I see Irene. She looks like Irene and somebody else had a baby. She looks like Irene and Wendy had a child. Yes. She looks like Irene and Wendy had a baby. 100%. Maybe they did. You know? <laughs> They're just splicing DNAs together. Apparently. At this point, yeah, they said, well, we need Wendy's vocals with Irene's visuals. Can we grow her in five years? They did it! She has Wendy's vocals with Irene's visuals, Bria. Proof. This is no longer a conspiracy. <laughs> SM can sue me if they'd like. I figured it out. <laughs> We figured it out. But why wouldn't they have kept her? Irene and Suho? Who was born first? They said, we need a male or female version you of this You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they're the same age. May 22nd, 1991 for him. March 29th, 1991. 1991. Huh. Two months apart. They made Irene... Some woman was injected a few months later. I'm sorry, SM, but we figured it out. You've been... Kai. You couldn't tell me that that was two pictures spliced together. That looks like the same picture. 
It just looks like the lighting's different. So I have SM clones, their idols, a conspiracy. Yep. <laughs> they look alike. I swear if I saw someone shipping them, I will snap. I hate it when people ship Yeji and Hunjin. They're they do, obviously though. identical twins. It's weird. Twins. They look like sister and brother. Like, tell me you're into weird shit without telling me, dude. <laughs> what do you do? A quick Google search. Is SM cloning people? Somebody has to know. But let's be honest. Everybody has someone that looks like them. Or a couple of people. I... I had somebody, I had multiple people on my college campus tell me that I had a doppelganger walking around, and I never saw her. You're not supposed to. No, you're not. But if I had ever seen her, it, I feel like that would have made me feel more comfortable that she wasn't my doppelganger. The fact that I never saw her, we cut our hair at the same time. I cut my hair because apparently there's some girl uh, walking around my campus who looked exactly like me too. Somebody said a conspiracy was survival shows being rigged or set up to a certain extent. I don't think that's a conspiracy. I think it's how TV works. And it's how TV works. <laughs> Sometimes I think that, um, hot take. I think that a lot of K-pop fans have never actually been outside before. I don't think they've ever watched a reality show or TV. I don't think they've ever listened to music. And I also... <laughs> you think they need to touch grass? They need to go outside and touch some fucking grass. Because they do not live in reality. They don't. Like, they don't live in reality. Mm. It's crazy to me. I'm like, not everything is an issue or a problem, right? I think that at some point in your life, you could be, they act like they're eight-year-olds, right? Mm -hmm. At some point in your life, you have to realize different places and different cultures have different standards. They have different ways that they communicate. They have different cultures. Something that's inappropriate to you might not be inappropriate to someone else. Hmm. Interesting. It's very bizarre to me that there's things that I don't see as a huge issue, but is a big issue. There's things that they don't see as a big issue, but to me, it's a big issue. We live in separate parts of the world. And when you have, like, K-pop is so global, you have a bunch of people from a bunch of different places putting their standards of life or reality onto people that don't live by Don't standards. even know you. Like, they don't know shit about you personally. If... When if, you, if you expect an idol to be super respectful of your culture 24-7, but you don't even know everything about theirs. Yeah, you can't be respectful of theirs at all. It's, um... It's like house standards, right? If when I... Like when um, I've had friends who come to my house and didn't say hello to my parents. That's fucking disrespectful to my parents, mm -hmm. right? You go in a house and you speak to everyone. Some people don't live like that. It's fine. I've had fam friends' houses that I go to where they're only allowed to drink the water because the juice and the soda in the fridge is their parents. They're not allowed to have any. Well, in my house, I could go drink cranberry juice if I wanted to. But I'm not going to disrespect their house by saying, well, that's fucked up. Why doesn't your mom let you drink cranberry juice? I've always been able to shut my door in my house. I've had friends who couldn't shut their bedroom doors. Like, I can't put standards on my life onto other people. I have to respect that. Well, yeah, like, I mean... Also, also, why are we blaming idols and not companies? If management or stylist put somebody in something, mm -hmm. you expect a child who just debuted in the last two or three years to be like, sorry, I can't wear that because it's disrespectful. How are they supposed to know? Well, and that's why I think that a lot of people... I knew nothing when I was 14. Like, when I was 14, I thought I knew everything, but looking back, as an adult, I realized that, oh yeah, 14 year olds are dumb. 
They don't know anything. Mm-hmm. They have to be spoon-fed stuff. But I also think that I, teenagers and young people, everything that happens because they haven't really lived is urgent. Everything that is going to happen or is about to happen is urgent. Everything's important. Every bad thing is the end of the world. Every good thing is the best thing in the world. Because you have nothing to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Everything hits heavier. Everything. Well, yeah, it's just so extra. Like, um, have you seen the most recent, like, thing? Uh, Red Velvet was doing, like, their uh, behind-the-scenes. They've released their behind-the-scenes videos for uh, Feel My Rhythm, like, the era, like, the photo shoots and everything. It and is they, on my watch later right now. They were doing stuff in the point shoes. Joy specifically was on point in the point shoes. And people in the comments were just lighting it up about how... That's you shouldn't do that if you're not trained properly, and that's so. No, I saw it. She was on her box very inappropriately, but it's a fucking photo shoot. Her being on the box for five seconds, two seconds, and a point shoot that isn't even actually fitted to her is not the end of the world. Well, but not only that, but people were saying at the moment that you are typing out this comment on your keyboard, the photo shoot has already happened, and nothing has happened to them. They're not in the hospital. They didn't break their feet. They're fine. They're dancing on stage. They're fine. Mm-hmm. So why are you making the comment? It's just, it's infuriating. It was momentary pain. Yeah. It, um, I They probably know. weren't made to do that. I, Because in all of their photos, most of them are just wearing heels, right? I also couldn't imagine caring enough about somebody famous that every little thing that they do, I take personally. Granted, I don't think, I don't take things... I don't take personal attacks personally either. So it could just be the type of person that I am. What I do take personally is people being very disrespectful to idols for no reason. Like, I understand that you don't like somebody or you hate somebody, but people make mistakes. People are allowed to make mistakes. Um, I don't think that, ooh, another hot take. I do not think that people have to hold themselves accountable for things. It's their choice if they do or not. The only thing that we can control is how we view that person. Well, and if how- you don't want to be a fan of that person anymore, I don't think you have to go on a hate tirade trying to like pull them down. It's not even how you view the person. It's what you allow into your space. Yeah. Why it's- are you letting that affect you so much? Right. And well, that's the thing is people rile themselves up and then they get mad at the world for not sympathizing with them. Mm-hmm. Like and those people in the last two weeks who are like, <laughs> straight kids will be fine without Hunjin. Okay. Look at, I, look at G Idol without, uh, what's her face? What's her name? Sujin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they're doing fine. And I'm like, what? And somebody else said, mm-hmm. same with Leah and Itzy. I said, who, who brought her up? Who brought her up? You're about to make me real angry right now. They said that. Stuff about Sujin? Yeah, pretty much. And it was just, it's it's little <sighs> things like that. I'm like, guys, the, the, come on. The difference is obvious. I'm, I'm about to defend my girl Sujin, right? Um, I know. <laughs> and Idol. I just have to leap onto this. But the difference is obvious. Like, I've been watching their stages and stuff. Two things that I've noticed, like, right off the bat. You One, better than me, yeah. the dance that they're doing while trendy and like pop, like they can easily make it into a TikTok dance. They're not doing as, I mean, they weren't doing super technical stuff before, but they were, Sujin at least carried them on the dance end. Mm -hmm. It's very obvious that they don't have somebody carrying them on that end anymore. Not that they're bad dancers at all. It looks good when they do it, but they're missing just a little spice. Like, you know, um, 
And then the biggest thing that I've noticed is Shua is the matinee. And she has completely, well, I don't think completely, completely, but she, her personality shifted to fill the gap. She was, before, um, she always wanted to be sexy, right? But she was also super cute and super goofy. Um, kind of like Jisoo, right? Somebody who's really pretty, but also is like just off their rocker, right? Mm -hmm. She was just really like a kid. And now that Sujin's gone, it could be also the amount of time she is growing up, but she's completely like, I think she's carrying the group as far as like sensuality. And um, Minnie also kind of gives off those vibes, but there, Shua is very obviously picking up the slack that Sujin's personality isn't there to mm -hmm. uh, hold that space anymore. And so she's not acting like a kid as much. Um, she's not acting as goofy. She still has her moments because she's still who she is as a person. But it's very obvious that the company approached them and said, you have to make up for this gap in personalities now. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to be more sexy to offset it. And she stepped up. She's always wanted to be. So I don't know if it was now Sujin's out of the way she can stand out in that way or if they're very consciously just trying to fill a gap. But I, it's, it's obvious to me that it is different and they are compensating. I have nothing to base it off of, right? So I can't see it. I will say um, somebody was like, did you notice this in their song? And I forget if it was Tomboy or My Bag, but there was a sound that they repeat in their song that was in their debut song, La Tata. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, they've said that this album, they're treating it like they're debuting again. Because mm -hmm. they have to do like a reset. I think it's very obvious that that's what they're doing. And to pay homage to their first debut is very obvious. But I wonder if there's any other, I want to go back and listen to the album because um, their first mini album was had a lot of songs on it. I want to see how many they pay tribute to. I think it would be really interesting if they paid tribute to more than just their debut song. If they, uh, it would be really cool to see. Mm -hmm. Something I'll have to look into. I was thinking something. Mm -hmm. Something that just bothered me. What? Um, when people say things in the guise of educating, but really what they're doing is running a smear campaign. Hmm. Like, they're like, well, we're just educating the idols so they know better next time. No, you're not. No. You're not. This is bullying. Well, Which I hate to use, but, like, it's... You, can you imagine being 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old? Like, living your dream so young, and then you wake up one day, and because you wore a shirt with a word in it in another language that people are telling you that you're the worst human being alive. Well, it's the equivalent to, like, rubbing your pet's face in their mess if they have an accident in the house. It's not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. You're just breaking down the bonds of trust between you and your pet. Mm -hmm. You're not... They're not actually going to remember that and go, hmm, I shouldn't do this next time. It's the same thing with the idols, like rubbing their nose in it isn't going to change them. It's just going to... Completely break them down until they're a hollow shell of a person who's stuck in a contract. Hmm. You've been hurt. <laughs> yeah. Who are you thinking of? I'm not thinking of any one specific person. Mm. 
And I just... <laughs> How... Who are you thinking of? I'm not thinking of anybody personally. I just think that that's how people are. You can't completely break someone down over and over under the guise of helping them without helping them. There's no such thing as, okay, there is such thing as constructive criticism. There's a way to do it. But not everybody can take criticism that well. You have to change. Every person takes things a certain way. Me being a manager, I'm not going to give you the same, talk to you the same way and give you the same feedback I give somebody else. Well, I mean, you have to change it based on people. So the fact, I couldn't imagine being a teenager and being attacked by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. Well, it's this thing for of, breathing. It's this thing of that we all assume that what we know everybody else knows too. I, I know that they don't know it. I just wish that they did. And the no, 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 no. I'm talking about when people talk like that to idols, they're assuming that the idol knew better. Yeah. And then when they're like, no, I'm just educating, it's obviously like, it's obvious that it's... It's weird because it's like you're not educating. They can't even read your fucking comment. Well, it's children. They don't know right? how to speak that language. It's children trying to be adults and trying to be corrective. And I was... I dipped my toes into that in college because I got out of the house and I was like, I want to think differently than my parents and I, I am different and let me be different. And I got really like into politics and into like stuff and being like PC and I don't want to say it like that because that sounds like I'm, I hate it when people call it PC, but I, I got really into saying the right things and doing the right things and I got really mad when people wouldn't do it and dude you would have hated me we probably wouldn't have gone along well i i didn't really take it to heart though because to me it it it, i've always been empathetic to people's situations me too so it's hard for me to be like well everybody should be this way because i've always realized that everybody's different everybody's coming from a different place i've always been one of those uh free thinking folk and um no my parents just pretty much were like when we were kids i remember my parents would say stuff like no Brian and bailey can make that decision for themselves um oh my god like oh no they can do this no my kids don't do that they know what they want um oh my girls are gonna order for themselves they're okay or no if no like we it would things would happen and i would say i don't want to go there Mm-hmm. I don't want to be there. My parents never asked, well, why? Or you have to go or you have to do this. If I expressed that I didn't like something or didn't like a situation, I was never forced to be in that situation. Yeah. Maybe church on Sundays sometimes because I, I, like, I couldn't miss too many right. um, days a month just because I decided to go to bed at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like I didn't want to go to church. I did. I was just tired. But yeah, my parents wow. never like forced um us to do things that we didn't want to do so i've always just made my own decisions on what i think what i like how i feel about things and i think that helped me later on because i've always kind of known the type of person i was i didn't have to go through that phase of trying to figure figure it it out and maybe i'm going through that now but that's kind of like my own mind conditioning me maybe but you're supposed to grow you're supposed to change you're not supposed to be the same well i think most people have to go through that finding yourself and like figuring out who you want to be thing because regardless of how you were raised you always have the option to be different you always have the option yeah but i 
it, it just goes back to, I think, in every kind of, especially like fandom space, the majority is going to be children. Because even though the ratio has like gotten more equal as more adults realize I don't have to grow up. I can actually still Stay enjoy. Where I, am. Yeah. I can en- still enjoy these things as an adult. There's still always going to be more kids in the world than there are adults because our population expands at an exponential rate, right? Well, maybe not from now on because uh, less people are having kids. Also, but... kids have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, there's just going to be and and they a lot of kids need to escape from their situations whether they need to or not a lot of kids feel like they have to bro that's how i know like th- here's the thing this is <laughs> there's some fucking keyboard warriors in the k-pop world because i'm like y'all you got shit else to do but sit here and fucking complain all day long they don't have jobs they don't they don't have chores like i know damn well they are not at work I mean, some people might be. Have you? Do you know how much free time you get at desk jobs? I had a desk job. I do know how much free time you get. I took naps. You could just like have Facebook open, mm-hmm. ready to go. Like, yeah, you, you can just have Twitter open. But my issue is like they want to be miserable. They find I've seen people find issues and things so small. I'm like, how the fuck did you even notice that? I thought we were having a good time here. Think about it this way. It's a response that a lot of people have to guilt. When you have an overwhelming sense of guilt for something, uh, you're forced to confront it. And if you don't want to confront it, the only thing you can do is twist the narrative to make yourself a victim. Yeah. I just, I'm not a hate watcher. I know a lot of hate watchers. Um, That's why I got so upset when we were in the airport and we were talking about saucings. Because I don't understand. If you don't like it, don't look at it. If you don't like it, get it out of your life. If you hate... If you hate Hunjin from Stray Kids, don't ever look at another Stray Kids thing again and he won't exist to you. Yeah, because there is... Your perception is reality, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever you put in front of your face, that's going to be real to you. If you take it out of your life, it doesn't exist. To me, Star Trek is not a thing because I don't put it into my life. Mm -hmm. People will mention it. I'll be like, oh yeah. But like, there's movies that exist that I've never seen that... I will never, it won't be a part of my reality. To me, they don't exist at all. Yeah. So I've never seen or heard anything about them. So why put yourself through that? They want to be miserable. And people who want to be miserable, they've got a whole lot going on. And there's nothing we can do to help them. Go to therapy, dudes. Hey, if y'all are out there trying to be miserable, go to therapy. Honestly, everybody... That's a hard thing to say. Therapy was so hard to get into. I had to go through that process. It took me two years. It's hard and expensive. To find a therapist that I actually got the help from it's very very hard it's hard and expensive but what i will say is focus on your own mental health go outside touch take a walk drink water make sure you're eating at least one meal a day wake up and listen to your favorite song like dude (sighs) at least admit that you're a miserable person start there i don't don't, admit it i don't think they know that though i think a lot of people that's what i'm saying Admitting. I think a lot of people will listen to a song and they'll go like, oh, I hate this song because they really like it and they don't want to like it. Mm-hmm. I used to be that way about Justin Bieber. And then his, so edgy, though. his songs would come on and I'd be like, 
who is he? I don't like him. Stop. Like, what is he, who does he think he is? While you bob well, your I head. Bob my head. <laughs> it was so good. And I also, because his vocal range is like very close to my vocal range, obviously not his upper register, but like, mm. I feel very comfortable singing along to Justin Bieber. So I was like, I really liked his music. And it got to the point where I had to like sit down and, and feel out the facts and reality of how I felt about Justin Bieber. And that that seems extreme, but I really had to do it so that I wasn't upset about it. And I said, you know what? I can acknowledge his talent. I can acknowledge that he's probably one of the best male vocalists from Western music. The white ones, yeah. Well, yeah. He's really good at what he does. He has great... No, he's great. Just Bieber is so talented. Yeah. So I had to say, you know, I can admit that, and I don't have to like who he is as a person. I, I don't have to ca- care. Yeah, I've always been a casual Justin Bieber fan. I don't think I've necessarily had anything bad to say about him and his art. No, but I have never been into Western artists like I am into K-pop artists. I don't understand <laughs> being fans of them. Were you not as big into One Direction as I was? Probably not, but I was pretty big into them. I was, I'm I'm gay. <laughs> That's gonna take me down a notch already. Um, maybe. No, for sure. Though I will say I did like everybody else pretend I was dating Zane when that Night Changes video came out. <sighs> I was on a date. <laughs> <laughs> Fed me spaghetti. My favorite. I love Italian. I was food. in church when the um. <laughs> I'm going to call it a teaser. I don't know what they're officially called. <laughs> when it came the out, I was... of One Direction. Honestly, I was on Tumblr. I was sitting in church scrolling through Tumblr. Take that how you will. And me, I was scrolling. My sister was looking at it also. And we get to this extremely high-def uh, little uh, gif of Zane. Gif. I knew you were going to say that. That's why I said it that way. And he was feeding a spaghetti. And Bailey went... We're sitting... <laughs> she opened her she mouth. She opened her mouth to get the spaghetti. We're sitting in church. <laughs> and Night Changes. That was on Midnight Memories? Uh, or was it on 4? It wasn't Midnight Memories. All I'm saying is I'm... When when I'm not attracted to the group, I'm not going to be as into them as somebody who is attracted to the people in that group. That's why I'll never be as into Stray Kids as you are. That's a fluke. I don't know where that came from. You're into men. Stop it. No, I do not know where that came from. Like, I'm into men, yes, obviously, but the Stray Kids thing, left field. Okay, but Got7 also left field, and that's two in a row, so... Night Changes is on four, 2014. That's what I... I knew it wasn't on Midnight Memories. I knew it was... I knew I knew I was in high school when it came out. Mm. I was like, well, I was in high school. November 17, 2014. Why don't they always drop the albums around my birthday? It was a gift from them to me. You know, Red Velvet, One Direction, they just... They Dude, know when like, you were born. They're like, oh, it's November... It's a Sagittarius season. Let's give them a gift. You know um, what? If any sign was deserving of a gift, I feel like it would be Sagittarius. They don't just they just don't cause problems and they're so great. You know, you say that, you've never dated a Sagittarius. I see I the would most, never. I, <laughs> I see so many um the most toxic signs and are Sagittarius or the, like the sleeper snipers of dating is <laughs> A Sagittarius. Well, I'm not talking it about dating. I'm talking about people me. as individuals. I think the Sagittarius are the best people to be around. Um, as long as you don't date them? Mm, you dating a Sagittarius does not mean that Sagittarius is dating you. Okay. Oh, shit. That's probably why they're so toxic. 
Stray Kids came out of left field. I say that because I binged their dance practice videos in 2020. Like it was early 2020. It was beginning of the pandemic. So I you binged, like rediscovered them. I rediscovered. <laughs> I binged their dance practice videos because I, I was watching uh, God 7 dance practices with my sister and her friend because I was like telling them how amazing God 7 was and how everybody should be into God 7. And um, really? they're feeling it. But a video auto-played and it was Stray Kids. And uh, my sister goes, how the fuck are they so in sync? And then her and her friend went and they watched more Stray Kids dance videos. Mm -hmm. And then I heard them audibly in the next room cheering, like yelling. And I was... I don't know what I was watching in my room, but I was watching something that I was trying to get done, like finish a show. And then I was like, well, I want to be excited too. So I went on YouTube and since it was my account they were using, I just went down the history and I binged every straight, like it, I, I, bin I binged the straight kids content that was there. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I like it. And then God7 came out with their little album and I was playing a lot of Monster Hunter and I would just play Monster Hunter and play those same five songs, five or six songs on repeat for, I was playing Monster Hunter 12 hours a day with those five or six songs on repeat. I was like me in middle school, I had a playlist <laughs> with like Kesha and uh, Trey songs on it. We like a lot of the same things. We've been in a lot of the same places at the same time. I we think have. we're always supposed, we're always supposed to meet and we never did. We were at Rodeo Houston at the same time. We were at Panic at the same time. In the same city. In the same city. Same day. Same day. Crazy. Fate. I guess. Works in mysterious ways. I wonder if I saw you. I don't know. We were sitting in different sections, but we could have been in line at the same time. Um, no, you said uh, Stray Kids was out of the field. I think that's how it happens sometimes. You have to incubate. Mm. You have to plant a seed and you gotta let it germinate, right? It was... Yeah, because I had been to a lot of their stuff, and then I heard God's Menu, and I was like, oh, this is a really good song. Didn't think anything else of it. I don't know, like, if I just ignored it. I remember You probably it. were just into other things at that point. You had to wait until you had a spot open for Stray Kids. Listen. I didn't have a lot of time in my day. I was uh, working, because it was over the summer. And you're still going to school, point. right? Um, at this point, I wasn't in school. Oh. Um, I was working. This was 2020, so we were in quarantine. Oh, that's right. And we were, for a long time, we were in quarantine. I was playing Monster Hunter for 12 to 18 hours a day. Please do not think too hard about that amount of time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then um, I would only leave my room to pee and, like, to go outside of my backyard and, like, walk around for a little bit while well, I listen good. to music. Well, I needed to do something, right? I would just walk around and run and play with my dog. Some people don't even do that. And I would listen to a podcast or something or music while I did that. Uh, I just played Monster Hunter all day. And then we finally got to go back to work. And I would be working. But when I wasn't working, I was I started One Piece also because I needed something else to do. Mm, that's right. You binged 15 years worth of... <laughs> I binged 15 years worth of One Piece in a, less than a year. That's why um, right now I only watch 10 or 15 episodes. And then I stopped for about a month or two. Because I felt like I was going too fast. You were speed running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, definitely. But back on the, like... You have to wait till the right time to like something. Like, sometimes it just has to, like, ruminate in your system. Do you want to know what the first K-pop They, they wanted me to like eight members, not nine. That's what it was. That's the universe was. was like, you need to like eight members. Forget about the nine OTA. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against. Nothing against. OT9. Some of my favorite songs are from when it was nine of them. 
the first K-pop music video I ever saw, I ever came across in my two eyeballs, it was way back in like, well, it had to have been 2019, right? Mm. Uh, because it was on trending mm -hmm. or something. It was it was on recommended like autoplay. What was it? Wannabe. By Itzy? By Itzy. Nuh-uh. Yes. No, when I was going back through their content, when I like... That song had a chokehold on me, dude. Listen. That means that I was jamming to that song as a K-pop... <laughs> so funny. When I discovered them, I saw that video, and I distinctly... The one scene I remember is when Young is getting chased to the factory by those drones. Mm -hmm. That's what I remember seeing. And I was like, holy crap, it came after, um, I don't know what I was watching to get recommended that, but then I also got recommended the audio for Love Shot, not the music video, mm. but I heard the audio, and Love Shot from there made it onto my playlist, and I had all my Western music, and then Love Shot would play, and I was like, I don't know who this is, but I like this song. Uh, and then eventually, uh, BTS made their way on there because... Uh, you know, their reach is just global, right? Mm -hmm. So I I had a couple songs from them that I liked. Save Me was the first one that I ever liked. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it was, I found 121U by Day6. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, I have no idea who this is. It's in another language. But I never, like, asked questions. I was never like, oh, this is K-pop or this is Korean. I literally... No thoughts, just sticker. I was just like, put it on my playlist. I like how it sounds. I literally didn't even think about it. How you should listen to music anyway. And then, and then, so when you started getting me into all this K-pop stuff. Which is I, weird, because in 2020, I definitely had, when we had to give them 10 songs, um, our job, mm -hmm. we had to give 10 songs when we started, because they put staff's music on a playlist. Um, I had 10 songs, six of them were K-pop, and nobody in the store noticed at we all. We didn't notice at all. Nobody noticed. I never heard a word about it. Not all of a sudden it's a big fucking deal, but that's because they know that I like K-pop now. But back when I six of my 10 songs were K-pop, nobody noticed. I didn't have anybody really talk about it with. Um, like Some people knew, and then... Um, like most of my songs are K-pop, and then I wasn't the only employee who had K-pop. There was one other employee who put twice "Fancy" on our playlist. Which, come on, come on. When you started talking to me about K-pop, when I started asking the questions, because I was like, "Huh, I don't know when it was." Uh, it was Peekaboo that I noticed. I was like, "This song is." I will tell you what songs I had on my playlist. It was. I had "If You Do" by God Seven. Yeah. Um, I had Peekaboo. Uh huh. Russian Roulette. Uh huh. I had Just Right. Mm -hmm. What other group did I have on there? I did have. Did you have Blackpink? I didn't have a Blackpink song on there. I might have had Playing with Fire on there. It was. I definitely had Fake Love on there. So those are the six songs that I had that played in the store of my picks that was on there. Like, let me tell you, it was. It was Just Right and Peekaboo that I kept hearing. And at first I was like, these songs are annoying. And then I was like, wait mm. a second. It was Red Flavor. It was Red Flavor. It was not Russian Roulette. I had Red Flavor on there. And um, 
Peekaboo. Those are the two yep. of all the songs I had on there. It was Peekaboo and Just Right that I, after repeatedly listening to them, <laughs> I was like, what is this music? Where did you get it from? The crazy thing is we didn't work together often, so you didn't see me break yeah. out into dance. No, I, I had no idea. I know the Peekaboo choreography beginning to end. I, I would just, in, <laughs> I would stop working <laughs> so I could do the dance. But and you I just literally, you. You, you told me, you were like, oh, there's like this whole country and they all their music. There's like a whole this. country. No, I just said, oh, it's just K-pop. But like, if you want to get into it, um, most people start here. So so I got into it and then I realized one to one you, when I found out that that was day six, I was like, what the heck? I already knew K-pop. And then like, um, Love Shot, I was like, oh, this is that group. This is their faces. That's that music video. They look sexy. Gosh. It's bizarre to me because I've always just been like, oh, this is just music that I listen to. Right. Um, I, my parents always turn their noses up at what I listen to. I listen to deathcore and K-pop. Those are the two things that play. And so they're always just like, Bria, what the fuck? And then I listen to a lot of um, alternative, but it's like slow, yeah. <laughs> sad alternative. Mellow. So It's very mellow. It's the music you play when you're about to go to sleep or on a rainy day. I like to look out of the window and think. And mm. so... <laughs> yeah. So, like, I literally... And then Wannabe, I completely, like forgotten about it, it was like a core memory that i unlocked when i watched the video i was like oh my god this is amazing i've never seen this before and then that drone scene with terry young happened and i said i have seen this before and i reasoned that it was around the time that i discovered love shot because those were the only two things that i would have known about k-pop ish mm -hmm. around that time and i was like well they had it had to have been like a trending video on youtube or something and it was crazy and so i got to like Back to the conversation we were having before, I rediscovered ITZY, even though I had no idea that I had been exposed to them. And it wasn't quite as much as like your exposure to Stray Kids was, but sometimes you just need to wait for things to come in their own time. Yeah. I would not have been receptive to ITZY back when I discovered Love Shot. I was barely receptive to K-pop at all. Yeah. I've been on a journey with it. I used to... I, 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 I'm surely I had tried listening to K-pop because I was friends with nerds in high school, right? People who were part of these friend groups that like liked anime and liked uh, K-pop and liked these things. So like uh, one of my friends from high school, she posted a dance cover of a Red Velvet song not too long ago. She posted one of her doing Psycho. And I was like, you know, you were that kind of person, but I was never into it. So I never knew this side of your life. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm fairly certain I had heard it before. And I just not ever liked it. But now it's fantastic. And I don't like music because it's K-pop solely for the reason that it's K-pop. I don't hear a thing and go, oh, it's K-pop. I like it because it's K-pop. No, I like K-pop because of the way the music sounds. I like songs individually for what they are. I just think that specifically I like a lot of K-pop because of the fact that I'm not listening to lyrics. It's not distracting me from. I've always been like a, a sounds and melody and. I think that lyrics girl. are secondary a lot of times. Mm -hmm. I don't like songs because of what they're saying. I like them because how of how I can move my body to them. That's why I really when people were hating on Fall Out Boy's um, Mania album. I loved it. It was. It took me a minute to get onto it because right. I was still listening to uh, Save Rock and Roll right. so heavy. Mm -hmm. Was that the one before that? I think No, so. Save Rock and Roll was two before. Oh, um, um, uh, American Beauty and American, American Psycho. Psycho. I was still on it. 
I was still listening to it so much that I just, I, it took me about another year before I gave Mania the listen that it deserved. Well, it was so extra at the beginning. It was that very loud, almost annoying sound with the llamas or alpacas or whatever it was. And I was like, this is weird. I'm going to ignore it. The noisiest song on that album. But it was Stay, good. Stay Royal, Frosty Milk Tea. Say Frosty Royal Milk Tea. That song, the feeling that I get when I hear that it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel it. I really like the album. Actually, I think what did it for me is when I saw Fall Boy that one last time I did, they did it live. And I that song grew on me because I had heard it live. Ah, okay. I knew every word while they were singing it, and that's when I was just like Oh, I like I'm song. reliving that concert yeah. feeling every time I hear it. It's a good song, and it's um, it's a good album because I could get up and dance to it, and I was feeling the music part of it. I didn't really care about like, the lyrics. Every time I hear Wilson, <laughs> that song is so... It's a good album. I will say one of the only groups that the lyrics and the music go hand in hand for me, and it's almost so brilliant because the lyrics are almost musical in and of themselves. I don't know how to describe it. It's just very... It's like poetic mm-hmm. is panic. I understand. Thank you. I, you gotta I, pay attention to what he's saying sometimes. Yeah, like it just it works, right? Uh-huh. Sometimes his lyrics will make me like the song. Death if I don't... of a Bachelor was such a fantastic <sighs> album. I don't want to say reason. I don't want to say that that's my favorite Panic at the Disco album, but like it's close. <laughs> it's it's so good. My my favorite for a while. Was and it was the album that I was in, introduced to Panic with was Vices and Virtues. I love Vices and Virtues. That album has a chokehold on choke me to this day. Vices and Virtues is so good. It's so good. What's your um, favorite song off of it? Caitlin, don't do this to me. Nearly Witches is Nearly my Witches? favorite song. <laughs> at the end of the Panic concert in um, Houston, the one that we were both at, <laughs> I drove there from our hotel even our hotel is two miles away Mm -hmm. less than two miles away we Mm could have walked there but i didn't want to walk back in downtown houston at night i turned the volume up all the way up so i could hear nearly witches and every person we passed sing along it's so i wish i would have heard it listen you we were in your car the other night like a month or so ago and we both sang that french (laughs) at the beginning (laughs) We we suddenly turned fluent and French. Fluent. <laughs> we said, we're part of the choir. Let's go. We did. Didn't care she if the said, words were She said, watch me. Not. Watch my fingers. And I said, okay. <laughs> like, it's such a good album. I, I think so, too. I had to look at it and say, is this the one that I like? Uh, every song Every song is so good. Uh, I was obsessed with Let's Kill Tonight, bro. Let's Kill Tonight. Oh, it's so good. Too Weird to Live and Too Weird to Die had me for a minute there. It was good. There was just, there was a few songs on there that could take them or leave them. Um, these, these are all bops. These are my, yeah. some of my favorite songs. They are so good. Girl That You Love is so good. Nicotine. It's so good. Girls, girls, I wanted, I, I, Casual I, Affair, I have not heard. Dude, I was so emo long. with that song. It's so slow. It's so mellow, but it still hits hard. Casual Affair is so good. I was a junior in high school, and I was sit in... What class was that? 
it was, I would sit, I think it was in Earth and Space. I would sit in that class and I had my earbuds in whenever we like got our chance to work. Mm -hmm. And my teacher kept the lights off. All my favorite teachers are teachers who kept the lights off in the classroom, by the way. Yeah. Uh, because they respected me. <laughs> I felt like they could read my soul. Mm -hmm. um, I would just sit there and I would turn this album on, hit repeat. So it would just play in order beginning to end over and over again. Colorful used to make me smile. Good song. It's it I makes me have colorful. Look, knowing the actual lyrics and can sing along to music is fantastic. It is great. Granted, you did hear me sing along to a God Seven song yesterday without knowing a word. Listen, we sing along in fake Korean all, all the, the time. time. It's part of the connection aspect of the music, but all of this to say that we don't like K-pop because it's Korean. I like music because it's music. Exactly. Right? And they just happen to have such a good thing going over there. It's like, mm -hmm. it's a different perspective, right? We can't expect all of the good music in the world to come out of one culture. Right. I like the fact that they're not singing every every single song in Western culture. I, I would say 99% of music is about uh, a lover. It's all either about either love. you like somebody or yeah. you broke up with somebody. Either you want to kiss somebody or you don't want to kiss somebody. In K-pop, they're singing about a children's game. They're singing about hanging out after school. They're singing about uh, being good friends. Of course, that has a lot to do with the fact that I mean they sing about love too. Well, right? yeah, no, it's because they have they're strategically in concepts. Mm -hmm. They have things that their group is about. They um, There's a point. Yeah. Even if the idols themselves don't know what that point is going to be when they debut, they're told that point, there is a point. Because most people who sing and dance in our lives are over 18. Yeah. And it's once they're 18, we can quickly sexualize them. Mm. Well, and I, was, I will say... It could be that 99% of K-pop songs are about love, but because I can't hear the words... How the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm not distracted by it. It's It kind of got redundant and annoying in Western music. And so to find this like little niche where I can focus on the beats, the rhythms, the way the, the notes sound in my ears, mm -hmm. um, Feel My Rhythm by Red Velvet is just the way it sounds... Yeah, like, it just sounds I, good. I was thinking about it a while Tell ago. You. you were like, oh, you love boy groups is what you were telling me. And I was like, no, I like boy groups, but I wouldn't say I like them more. It's the, it's the same way with me in um, music, Western, not K-pop music, right? Um, I go through my playlist. It's mostly women. Um, Female vocalists, dude. I'm it's into always it. women. I'm like, into obviously, there's not that many screamers that are women in, in uh, oh, right. metal. Right, so I can't, I can erase them, but other than like Sam Smith, <laughs> who's singing like pop music, sounds like a woman though. Uh, that man, that boy, look, that them. You're right, there's so many different things I gotta think about in life. <laughs> it's okay, we'll do it together. It's accountability, yeah. Also, I never officially heard Sam Smith say that, so thanks, <laughs> you know, something I don't, I oh. just listen to the music. Yeah, oh, Demi Lovato too, by the way. <laughs> Everyone. I just <laughs> listen to the music. <laughs> just so you know. Just for the I just listen to the music, you know? Right. I, I'm very good at separating the artists from Well, we also don't, music. we don't care about Western artists as much as we do about, because 
the K-pop. Demi has told me too fucking much. If I gotta hear about one more <laughs> drug or overdose again, if I have to cry to one more YouTube documentary because I care about Demi so fucking much, like, uh, when Demi hurts, I hurt. Like, the love that I have for Demi Lovato is very not healthy. It's this, I can compare it to the love I have for um, anybody in K-pop. Uh, <laughs> look, Demi Lovato, One Direction as a group, not soloist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I well, still support no. them in what they do, but like, not. I'm not a stan, right? Only Niall so, Harry exists to me. Damn, you're right. Uh, so Demi Lovato, Miley Stewart, Cyrus, Hannah Montana. She, I, I have always d thought that we were going to be like soulmates in a different world, but that's beside the point. Dula Lipa. <laughs> I love Dula Lipa, but I wouldn't say I have that close oh, personal connection. you're right. I, I think that her music is some of the best music I've ever heard. It's just bops. All bops. Straight bops. Straight bangers. Each album. Um, her music is some of my favorite music to sing along to, to chill to, to vibe to. Okay, but who mm -hmm. else do you have a spiritual connection with? Lana Del Rey. Oh, okay, yeah. I love Lana Del Rey more than I love most people in my life. Interesting. And so, those three... Did I say four? I did One Direction. Take them out real quick. Those three artists are my absolute favorites. Um, I don't argue on the internet. I'll argue for them. I will go toe-to-toe -to -toe with somebody for those three people. So everybody has a keyboard warrior threshold. Yeah. Is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Anybody can become one those given the right circumstances. Those three women uh, got seven in red velvet. I will fight someone for it. You know who I'll fight somebody for? Cheerio. Her, she doesn't hurt people in yeah, her corner. Look, her too, her too, her too, her too, her too. People are too mean to that girl. She did Ugh. nothing. She did nothing. Oh my But goodness. be perfect. Literally, they're just mad that she's actual perfection. I didn't send this to you anything. because I almost did because I had to see it. Uh, it made me sad. There were three negative comments in a row, and she read them. She read them. I saw it. She patted herself she on said, the That's shoulder. Enough. She looked like she was about to cry. I said, mm. Let me because I don't physically them. see it when I'm like looking at stuff that she's involved in. I'm like, where are you lurking? Where are you people at? Get off your life. I can't wait to live in Korea because here's what's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna talk shit in public and I'm gonna walk up there like They're not that. gonna talk shit in public. Look, these are all keyboard fucking warriors. Okay, no no no, you're right, you're right, right. But here's the deal. If anybody says anything in public, I'm going to be like that guy and I married an anti-fan when he heard them talking about his ex at the restaurant and he walked over there and he went, whoops, with his coffee. That's what I would do. I love that show. Thank you for bringing that up. Did you finish it? I haven't yet. I'm okay. so close. All right. We'll talk about it when I finish it, I promise. <laughs> it's been three months since I've watched it. I promise I will finish the K-drama at some point, and we will be having a discussion on this podcast. So if you don't like that... I just feel like you should be able to finish them in 12 hours like I do. And it's really disrespectful to me. <laughs> Here's the deal. I'm able. I just don't. You're not willing. I don't have the motivation. You're not willing, but you're I'm able. willing. I just don't and have the not. motivation. I forget that it exists when it's not in front of my face. Listen, when I, when I left here, and it took me two months to start up... I married an anti-fan again, I watch four episodes. I binge it until I can't anymore, and then I go to sleep, and then it's like my brain is wiped. And in the morning, I'm like, huh, I have nothing to do. And then I scroll on Tumblr for hours instead of, or I scroll on TikTok for hours, or I scroll on Reddit for hours. The fact that I have been Or able, I scroll on AO3 for hours. You've seen me binge eight to ten episode dramas. 
two in a day. You've binged probably 16 dramas in the time that I've finished half of I Married an Anti-Fan. Yeah. I will finish mm -hmm. I Married an Anti-Fan by next Monday. Oh, okay. There you go. I can rewatch it by that time so I can recut it. Okay. So that we can talk about it. Yeah. Because I really like the show, even though it's straight. I have almost binged all of Stray Kids' content since August. Is Business Proposal out? It, um, weekly. Okay. Stand them, by That's, the way. So, <laughs> <they're> I'm not, <laughs> so I'm not gonna watch it until it's almost done. Okay. Me too. So we'll watch that together. I also want to watch Snowdrop with you. Me? Yes. Okay. We'll plan for it. That's that's about it. I don't think I have anything else to say. Uh, don't be shitty in the K-pop comments. Uh, Please, yeah, think about what you're saying before you say it. Like, think about the consequences of other people. But really, think about what a waste of time it is for you to say something to probably nobody who's watching. Unless it's cute, because they'll listen, and then you'll ruin an idol's life. Swan is over that company, by the way. <sighs> it's delightful to watch. Could you imagine, like... Any little mistake that you make in your career. K-pop conspiracies. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm sorry. I guess we're not done. Soyeon. John Soyeon chose Cube on purpose. I've been thinking about it. That woman is smart. She is smart and crafty. She decided to not be a rapper. She decided to be a part of a group on purpose. She wanted to compose. She chose Cube on purpose. Was it because she struck a composer deal with them and she told them, I'll sign with you if you let me produce my own music for my group? Maybe. I feel like if she had been in the big three, she would have gotten swept under the rug, hidden. She wouldn't have stood out as much. I think she's a smart, crafty, B-I-C-T-H. Like, she is a bad... <laughs> she's a bad bitch. B-I-C-T-H. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. She knows what she wants. She knows how to get it done. I guarantee you, during their hiatus, she marched up to the CEO of Cube, and she said, I ain't sitting around here with my hands up my butt. Give me something to do. And then they're like, fine, uh, there's a show, My Teen Girl's coming out. Yeah, you can be a judge on there. And she was like, thank you. Exposure. She's smart. She's too, I want to call her crafty. She's insane. Like, she gives me the vibes of she knows what's exactly what's going on and exactly what moves she needs to make to make what she wants to happen happen. And she has the power to do it, too. She definitely joined Cube on purpose. Now, does she hate them? Absolutely. I don't think she ever liked Cube from the beginning. I don't think she was ever like, this is a great company. I think she joined them on purpose because she knew she was going to get the publicity she needed. Because she knew she was going to be able to do what she needed to do there that she couldn't do at any other company. She gave... Cube a gift. She said, here, I have a wonderful present for you. I could take it anywhere else and they would take this present. If she would have made it to the finale uh, or the end of Produce, though, I think that would have been a big defier in it also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I... She had my vote. <laughs> I think if she had made it into IOI... Yeah, I, apparently I, only some good things come out of that shit. I think she might have had pull with JYP at that point. Jit? Jip? Yeah. Sim Jippy? The big three? Oh, I'm gonna have to add Hibby in there. So, uh, Sim Jip Hibby. Sim Jip Hibby Yig. I missed the Yig. That's almost silent. Alright, well, uh, that's all I wanted to say. I've been thinking about that for a week. I didn't want to forget it. She's a smart, smart woman who's going places. I'm gonna watch Queendom this week. 
<gasps> okay, yes, yes, yes. We have to watch it together. We have to watch Queendom this week at some point because I need to talk about it immediately. If you made it this far, congratulations. You have made it into the elite club of people who listen to the end of our podcast. <laughs> I hope you listen to the end of the podcast. We say some of our best stuff when we're about to get off. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it counts. <laughs> what you say matters. It can ruin it. We say some of our best stuff when we're about to leave to go eat food. Oh, right, 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 right. That too. <laughs> end of the podcast. The Cassie cast, if you will. Podcast? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Uh, I hope you listen. Each and every two of you, three of you, four? Maybe, Maybe five, five now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see y'all next You're You'll hear us next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll be around. <laughs>